this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm Anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hey guys, welcome back to Dish Upon a Star, where we talk to some of your favorite stars and your favorite shows and movies about these shows that we just can't stop rewatching, especially because we've been in quarantine. And today's guest, Miss Audrey Whitby. You might recognize her from So Random, The Thundermans. All of her work for Awesomeness TV and more, and I am just so happy that you're here with us today. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm definitely that girl in that thing. I think it was on Nickelodeon. Um, yeah, so, so that's me. Well, first, before we really jump into everything, how have you been adjusting to quarantine? Well, oh my gosh, um, quite splendidly, actually. I think I was made for quarantine. Um, I love being in my house. And I call it homework, but my favorite hobby is to watch TV. And I have no shame in it. I'm like, it's my job. It's, it's homework. Um, but yeah, I've just been shacked up watching a whole bunch of TV and eating heated up frozen food. Feels about right. <laughs> yeah. Like I make it out to like go get my double stuffed Oreos. And then I come home and like light a candle and I'm pretty good. Uh, I definitely, I had my birthday over quarantine and my friends made that super special for me. And uh, like they did like the typical drive-by parade, annoying all of my neighbors. And uh, we had a dance party on Zoom. So I find little ways to keep myself sane. And then of course I was at the protests as well. And so I've had a little bit of wearing a mask. And most people I saw at the protests were wearing masks. So I've had a little bit of exposure as well which was kind of helping my sanity well exposure like just helps us keep sane you can't just yeah. stay cooped up otherwise you it becomes a little much you need to even just for like an hour you're good but yeah, like, obviously because of the protests that's yeah. been happening like not only are we dealing with COVID we're dealing with I want to say such a rebirth of the civil rights movement now in 2020 and what are your thoughts about what's happening in the well, world 
Shay, I was so excited to talk to you because, of course, I did a little Instagram stalking before the interview, and you're amazing, and I think oh. your Instagram is a great resource, and I'm so happy I follow you now. Um, yeah, I didn't even mean to make it sound like, oh, wow, I got to go to the protest. What a social outing. No, obviously, systemic racism is the century-long pandemic of this entire country, and... Um, I've been able to open my eyes and realize I was so wrong about so many things and inherent biases and just learning about my own privilege and realizing that listening and donating and signing petitions and calling people is the most powerful way I can use that privilege that I have. Yeah, I remember because I'm also checking your Instagram, you were uh, cautioning people, especially during the protest they had in Halloween Vine because this was during the time where the National Guard was called in and they kind of boxed that entire block, I remember. Yeah, well, not to toot my own horn, but I've been arrested before. Mom and dad are super proud. Uh, no, actually, they pretty are, um, because I was arrested at the protests when he was first elected, he who shall not be named was first elected. And it was very a very similar tactic except for um, a lot less of an angry feeling. I think people are now just fed up. The world is fed up. And um, they do the same thing. They they circle you and they box you in. And it was like, uh, I, you know that it's, they're not there for your protection. When I, I had my boyfriend, Joey, put me up on his shoulders to see what was going on. And I saw all the cop cars rolling up and I was like, you know what? We are not safe. We got to get out of here. And without warning, they just started firing rubber bullets on people and saying, no, like, back up, like, go that way. Very peaceful crowd. Like, it was definitely an intense experience, but I'm happy I was there. Like, thank you so much for support because it's not just going to take just people who are of color or BIPOC to help fight this. And do you believe it's up to those who are... We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Not people of color take responsibility and correct or directly or indirectly what's happening, especially to systematic racism. Uh, one more time, what, what's the question? Sorry, do you believe it's up to those who are non-people of color to take responsibility and correct directly or non-directly um, systematic racism that like needs to be breaking down, especially in Hollywood? Yeah, I think directly we should take direct responsibility, especially the people. Um, I, I take direct responsibility and I've struggled. I have so many post-directed solely at white people urging them to listen. Like, you know, I thought the black square was a great idea. I thought I was an ally with that. And then I realized I was just sil silencing the BLM movement. And so I took it down. And um, I at first I thought eight can't wait sounded great, but then I was, I listened to my fellow POC and learned that actually reform is never really gonna work. And abolition is by far the way to true equality. And so I do believe it is solely on the shoulders of white people to um, not only realize, you know, it, it's so hard when you think that you've been on the right side for so wrong, long and then somebody tells you you're wrong. It, 
it's hard, but I like, I want to encourage white people, whether you're liberal or not, or whether you think you've been an advocate for change or not, you've probably been wrong about so many things. And so it's time to just normalize changing your opinion um, and normalize the fact that, yeah, maybe you've done some crappy things and that's okay because we're learning. Yeah. And I think that's also the key. Like this is, especially if it's new to you, this is just we're asking you to learn. We're not asking you to become a new person. We're not asking for you to suddenly like just, you know, do what you to change your personality. We're just asking for you to listen. I know. And I think that's also hard when we're also a country who doesn't always want to. Yeah. Oh yeah. And we don't teach it, you know, like I'm ashamed that it took me this, I'm 24 years old and I'm just learning about Juneteenth. I'm just learning about the Tulsa massacre. I am just learning why Malcolm X's last name is X, you know? And that's just through, um, yeah, there's there's guilt of not educating myself beforehand, but then I remind myself that white guilt is just kind of selfish and it's against the point of enacting true change. So then, you know, I'm taking what I'm learning and I'm trying to apply it every single day. Thank you so much, really. Oh my God, no, thank you. And like, like I said, you are awesome, Che. And I was just loving everything you're posting and I was just so excited to talk to you. So now here we are. And now here we are. And as much as I would love to keep, like we're gonna like, have, let's have a separate conversation because we're here to talk about Miss Audrey and the shows that fans first met and fell in love with you, with your acting. What inspired you or who inspired you to, to acting? Oh gosh. Um, my mom used to have Mad TV on my DVR. <laughs> Kids now won't know about the DVR, right? Like how old is it? Like old am I that I'm like, back in my day, oh, I have the DVR all piled up <laughs> with episodes of Mad TV and um, people like Danielle Gaither and who's on Thundermans. She's an amazing person. I love her on Instagram as well. And um, Mo Collins and Nicole Sullivan. I would just watch them in awe. I think my sister and I would just re-watch, once YouTube was invented, that was just <laughs> in my sister watching Mad TV sketches over and over again and, you know, pretending to be Lorraine uh, at in our house. Oh, that's cute. And so, yeah, it was very much so mimicry at the beginning. And then my sister uh, was at the super prestigious arts uh, boarding school and that inspired me to want to continue uh, and make a life out of performing. <laughs> Uh, because I've always just want to copy whatever my older sister Maddie does, but don't tell her. So Maddie, if you're watching, she did not say this. No, you don't inspire me ever. And you definitely didn't hire me on your show for four years. Uh, yeah, my sister was the creator of Fetch, and which was like the pride and joy of my life to do. And so yeah, little nepotism, but <laughs> I I'm not mad. I mean, I'm not mad at it either. You've been acting for a long time, mostly especially in comedy. And when you auditioned for So Random, did you have to create a character for your audition or was it in, more improv than scripted? How was it? Oh my God, I love this question because it totally just brings back a rush of memories. Just like the, the show, So Random going up on Disney Plus has been so nostalgic. And um, yes, I did. I did have to do. <laughs> I, did, I was like, 14 and you had to come up with um three of your own characters and I just took the funny voices that I had done around 
my house growing up and I think I turned them into something I've always loved accents my dad's like speaking in an Irish accent most of the time but he was very much so born in California like so I just kind of always grew up around that and um yeah so I came up with three characters I think one of them the one that I can remember right now is Taylor Swift and her Broken Hearts Club this is when <laughs> and never ever getting back together was huge and I had a a whole thing about how I only took him to Babies R Us to pick out a crib on our first day. Like, that was kind of... That's funny. And yeah, and I've done that. That's still something that I do normally, yeah, in sketch. You you write it yourself, which is so scary. You're like, not only vulnerable in that, like, you're auditioning with a performance, but it's also like, I wrote this. I think it's good. I think it's funny. But yeah, that was like what that process was like. Did it seem surreal for you? Because I remember doing the so random Sunny with the Chance Zoom reunion that you guys had that you like it was such a surreal feeling for you because you grew up watching Sunny with the Chance. Oh yeah. It's like I was like a real implant. A lot of the kids who were around me on the Disney Channel Hollywood Center School um, had definitely lived there since they were like, you know, six or seven and you know, had been working since they were possibly babies. And so I moved out here when I was 13. And that was like, believe it or not, old. And so, um, yeah, by the time I was 13, I had spent all my time watching Sunny with a Chance and Hannah Montana and Wizards of Waverly Place on my couch. Those were the three go-tos. Those were the queens. And um, it was it was so surreal. Yeah, I, I said it on the podcast, or not the podcast, the Zoom chat, is that um my face was shaking I actually this is fun <laughs> this isn't fun for me but when I first went in um for like a table read with everybody I was so nervous my voice was shaking the whole time they had me doing like a London Tipton impression uh and so it was all sorts of odd and I'm pretty sure I didn't do a good job because they were like okay thank you and I was like Oh no! Oh. But then they ended up calling me back on for an episode, and then one episode turns into you know eighteen, and before you know it, it's close to ten years later, and I'm it's on Disney Plus now. So, yeah, definitely very surreal. What was your favorite episode that you remember? Oh my gosh, there are so many. I was just going back through and thinking about all of the fun that we had. Oh, um, well, the Cody Simpson episode was, it's all chopped up because like the musical guests are different from the sketches, but um, the Cody Simpson episode was amazing because I, first of all, got to meet Cody and <laughs> family and, and his sister, Allie, who I eventually would like go on to do a lot of, in my opinion, IMO on Awesomeness TV with. And I remember at the time being like so starstruck, it was Cody Simpson and then to like kind of work with him and his sister later that was awesome um oh my gosh we had so many great guests Kobe Calais came on and she like the sun shone from like within her <laughs> it was insane uh one of my favorite uh sketches even though I'm barely in it it's a little easter egg for all you out there uh giant so random fans uh when Doug did Captain Obvious a bunch of the cast are the little sailors in the back and we wore mm -hmm. the mustaches and the caps and the striped shirts and everything and at the time kicking it was on a few other disney shows were on allison arm and i are like such close friends and we just spent the whole day running around the whole entire lot dressed as tiny sailor men 
with very <laughs> prominent mustaches and freaking everybody out. So yeah, that was- That sounds like fun though. Awesome. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun. Um, did you have a favorite sketch? Ooh, I mean, I loved the I'm Gonna Marry Zach Feldman shows only because Julia Peters was so near and dear to my heart. I think she really embodies the chaotic energy I exude. And so uh, I loved that sketch. I also loved um, Awkward Years Cocoon, where oh, yeah. that you put uh, a very awkward prepubescent child into a, what is a, like a sleeping bag. And then you water them and they come out like all grown up. And Tiffany was my grown up version, but they put uh phrases on me and uh, zits all over my face and like I loved it it was I I'm very watching I, I'm, I'm loving Disney plus so much I just need like famous Jed Jackson and um the jersey and I'm great about my life oh, <laughs> in, in that sense. um but you guys did the Sunny with a chance so random 10 years later zoom chat what was it like you know just being I mean granted not in the same room but it's in the same space with each other again well that was the first time I'd ever met him like for somebody I've done in 10 years in 10 years because she you know she wasn't on so random and I, I knew people around her and um stuff like that but I had never actually met her and she couldn't be nicer uh she was I she was so nice to me she was like so you were sunny you're from the cornfields of Indiana. And <laughs> you, you back here, you're sunny. I was like, oh my God, Sunny just called me Sunny. Um, <laughs> still fangirling here 10 years later, but it was so great to be reunited with everybody, kind of like just where we left off. Obviously, I hang out with Allison still sometimes, and I uh, had seen uh, Doug, oh, not Doug, um, I had seen um, Damien and uh, Shane because they do so much on Smosh. and we got to do a little reunion on Smosh with Matthew Scott Montgomery, and then there was Allison's wedding. So I had seen them all recently, um, but it was great for us all to be together and talking about so random again. And yeah. And I mean, granted, we know how everybody, uh, well, at least how Demi feels on a reunion, but I mean, we would love to see you all, you guys do something else together. I know. Well, like, uh, you know, Allison and I have so many fun sketches under our belt that you can like still watch on YouTube. Our click parody is so fun. That's got my sister and Monica Shearer in it too, her writing partner. And uh, we wrote a sketch called Us and Jan, like in my bedroom that ended up on Awesomeness TV on Nickelodeon. And we we're like, huh, this is kind of fun. We could be writing something in our room. And then the next thing you know, it's on TV. So uh, definitely more stuff like that would be Awesome. Now you went from so random to the BFF of a superhero in the Thundermans. And I just, I love, I love Cherry's, her exuberance, her bubbliness. I, my, one of my favorite episodes was after they lost their powers and then you were just chilling in a bathroom and you're just like, sorry, I didn't hear anything. Call me later. I'm out. <laughs> I loved being Cherry so much, not only because of the wardrobe, which was fantastic, um, but that's kind of been a part of me and So Random and Betch and Awesome and all of it kind of is me wanting to make that space for young girls to feel comfortable to be silly and um, zany and goofy and out there 
Like, why, why are we not allowed to be weird, kind of? And I think I might have done a little bit overboard with it with Cherry, but I wanted all of those little Audreys out there who feel like they're too much, you know, we've been told we're too loud, um, we're too weird, we're too this, to just kind of feel like, hey, no, we're represented and it's okay to be all this bubbly. Yeah, it's like, it's okay. Like being, I think, especially when people say you're too much of something, I'm just like, that means you're just too little of something. So maybe that's how I can counteract with you. I love, let's try that. I love that you say that because yeah, too much is something that I've heard a lot in my life. Like you are, you're, you're just too, and then the all encompassing too much. And you're like, well, what do you even mean? Oh, sorry. We have, we have a guest. <laughs> oh, oh no, she did not want to come. Come here. That's the fluffy tail of a cat that does not want to um but yeah no I totally get that people said the same thing about me but I think it's something just wrong with everybody else we're good we're good who we are we're fine we don't have to worry about them what was your favorite episode of the Thunderwinds oh my gosh it's just so hard because um there's so much I got to do and Kira Costner and I like it all blends together because we were such good friends like we're such good friends and that is a genuine friendship you see like we just have amazing chemistry and rapport and she's one of the few people who also kind of gave me strength in my too much you know Kira is so smart and passionate and so like she always inspired me in that way so my favorite episodes would be the ones I got to spend the most time with her and uh, I think the one where I got to dress up as Phoebe and pretend to be her and then she dressed up as Cherry that was by far my favorite because Oh my gosh, we, we had so much fun that week, like doing impressions of each other. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was, it was great. Now, if Cherry could have a superpower, what would it be? Um, oh my gosh, I don't know. Like, boys on demand? <laughs> Cherry's always so boys. <laughs> yeah, cute boy. Um, yeah. Maybe she's like the bedazzler. And so anything that she stares at is just automatically bedazzled. That would be, I think, Cherry's end all. That would confuse any villain, personally. (laughs) Wait, where did this come from? And then strike and you're down, you're out. I know, they're just covered in glitter. And they're like, when, how did this, how did this happen to me? What do you think Cherry's doing now that the show has ended? What is Cherry up to in her life? She's at Fitum, you know, she got in, Noah. <laughs> One of my favorite lines that Cherry ever said, probably that I've ever said, ever, is uh, she goes, you know, you can't just waltz into an online college. And <laughs> I feel like that's probably her. She's like doing her online college. Um, maybe she was working part-time at a pet rescue, who knows, but uh, probably trying to get her together. I mean, I mean, that's what growing up's about. We're getting our life together. Yeah. Maybe when you're an adult, you're just like, I don't know if my life is together. What is Did this? I just project on Cherry? Did I just, hmm. I think I might have. <laughs> I mean, it's cool. That's how, that's how we learn, you know? That's how we keep, especially as an, especially when you become an adult, it's just like, I did not appreciate my childhood as I should have, huh? Oh, no. And it, and I've, not purposely, but like I have learned everything the hard way, like not responding to emails or not or, or, you know, you get your ticket in the mail from uh, you parked somewhere bad and then all of a sudden you don't pay it for a couple months and then it's 
twice the price. Like I've definitely learned all of the adulting lessons the hard, hard way. And so, yeah, if there's anything I could say to like 19 year old Audrey, it's like answer your mail, <laughs> answer it, okay? It won't give you a paper cut, just answer it. I, you ask. I just think I just kind of thought, oh yeah, mail. <laughs> And you've done a lot of projects with your now boyfriend, Mr. Joey. Oh, and yeah. okay, so I'm really curious about this. Like, did you meet him when you did your episodes of Live and Maddie or did you meet before Live and Maddie? We met before Live and Maddie. The creators of Live and Maddie, John and Ron, uh, had produced a pilot that uh, I had done for Nickelodeon called Bad Fairy with Meg DeLacy. She's on uh, Stargirl now. She's amazing. Would have been a great show. Humble brag. Um, but, uh, and I specifically remember I had met just like with all of our mutual friends and the creators of a Maddie being like, that Joey kid's trouble, you stay away from him. But they like loved him. It's a, it's a love thing. And so I was like, ooh, now I'm only intrigued. And so <laughs> we were best friends for a long time. And, you know, he was also up in the Bay uh, in between doing stand-up and, and filming and so it's not like we were around each other all the time but then he moved down full time and just one thing led to another and here we are I think seven years later oh god it's all flying by so fast this is actually a staple piece we've had through without us uh, the past couple of years it says the laugh palace it's our conversation piece it's in live and maddie when uh joey rooney uh, in the last season goes and mm -hmm. starts a stand-up career, which Joey actually got to write another little Easter egg. Joey actually wrote all of his stand-up for that episode. Wow, that's awesome though. Yeah, so we kind of have fun momentums like that, uh, momentos with, like that with us. Um, but yeah, we met on their mutual friends and then, but no, there was no nepotism there because I, I had to audition for Living That. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, it just, I mean, it happened to work out where you got to play this possible new love insurance for Joey and you guys love this. I mean, uh, I want to say, I want to say Joey. Oh, he was the actual character name was Joey. I'm thinking about life as we go on. <laughs> but you also like had to like, you know, do the fun nerd cosplay situation. And I mean, yeah. you also had a monster voice. I think that's actually really cool. Orion, defender of the Crimson Nebula or the Emerald ne Nebula, something like that. He was Robat. One of my lines was, your fly is down, Robat. And I still say that to him all the time when he forgets to zip his life. Oh, wow. This, the glamorous life of Audrey and Joey. Uh, yeah, and then when he was on Thundermans, we both were wearing the craziest stuff on each other's show. I had, like, this, like, whole bustier, like, corset warrior thing and uh, this huge cape and amazing boots and stuff. And Joey... Um, played Balfour on yes. the, the series finale, two episodes of Thundermans. I'm like, okay, everybody already knows Joey, so just come on in. It was like he had already worked on the show for years. And that was so great having him on for those two weeks um, because Balfour was such a fun character and like the culmination of the whole show. And he ended up getting to be Dr. Colosso's son. Like, it, it was kind of a dream come true for him to be on Thundermans. And we had a great time uh, seeing him and all that silver spandex. 
I mean, that, I mean, that means you've seen everything. So there's nothing left to surprise you. And unfortunately, so has America's youth now. <laughs> We're all just traumatized together. <laughs> it's cool. That's how life works. And then what I also love, I'm really curious though. So for Love Daily, if you guys have not checked it out, you can also check out the episodes on Hulu. You guys also teamed up again for Love Daily Anthropology episodes in the Soulmates episode. And I'm really curious, before I really get into Love Daily, have you and Joey went to see an actual psychic after that episode? We had, not after, but before. And it's actually kind of a story because Joey's not spiritual at all. He thinks it's all dumb and... (laughs) Like, you know, anytime I even bring up like that I'm an Aries, like there's like a scoff in the corner. So um, we were really bored in Palm Springs one day and there was nothing to do as being 18 in Palm Springs. You know, you can't sit at a bar or anything like that. So we were like, oh, hey, we'll go to this psychic. And uh, I kid you not, we heard loud snoring in the back. We rang a bell. The snoring abruptly stopped. <laughs> Two French doors shut closed really fast. The TV turned off and then like emerged this lady who was like, hello. And we were like, oh yeah, really cool, really cool. And then she told us we weren't going to be together. <laughs> and then she was like, no, not for you two. And we were like, we like each other. And then she and she told Joey to stay away from water. So that's what we. Got. And then like the the water he drinks, or the water like in the ocean, the pool. I'm just. I'm I, need, I need a clarification. Like, drowning. She kind of like told him he was gonna drown. And Joey was like, "Okay, now I guess I don't sleep anymore. Like I guess I never go to a beach again. Like what?" Uh. So that was our one. Yeah, experience. But after that, no more. (laughs) I'm curious, did they know, like, did you know when you booked it that this actually was going to be the story? Did you guys help the story? I'm really curious. Uh, We actually didn't uh, help with this story. Uh, We knew the director and he sent us the script and the casting director and they were like, would you be interested in doing this? And we were like, yeah. So it was, it turned out to be one of something that we only thought was going to be like a couple day shoot, really tame, turned out to be one of the things that people talk to us most about and that people recognize us from. Um, so it turned out to be such a great experience. It was, it's one of my favorite episodes I love because the idea that like, because before you went to see the psychic paying $30 to ruin your day. You guys were always really in sync. And then obviously after seeing that psychic, it's just like, maybe she's right. Maybe we argue too much and maybe we're just not right for each other. Then you realize, did we really just let somebody trick us into ending a relationship? Yeah. How is that possible? Yes, because, well, and just like art imitating life, people tell me and Joey that we're way too alike a lot of the time. like we really do are kind of that uh, two peas in a pod thing. They say you have to be like complete opposites or exactly the same, but we are exactly the same, which means sometimes we like malfunction with each other because we're just like the same energy. Uh, but we're, we kind of, and that used to, used to actually think that, like, well, maybe we are too similar. Maybe we're both too much. And then after seven years, we're like, 
Nope. I, I don't think we've ever, either of us have met anybody else we have as much fun with. And that's just kind of what keeps it going. I think that's really awesome. Like, especially in Hollywood, with all these just different relationships and all these breakups, like just to have somebody who is one, because you guys were friends first, so you already had a foundation to build on when you got into a relationship. And now, come on, seven years later, that's like royalty right now in Hollywood. Let's be real. Yeah. And, and we're so lucky we both kind of have the same moral compass and believe the same things. And that also helps. We, we agree on a lot. The things we don't agree on is like DC and Marvel. So like, so. Because so, okay, we're, where do you stand and let a girl know? I'm curious. Well, I mean, obviously I'm less, I'm less involved. But I love the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and I love Iron Man, and I've, I've, I've been a longtime fan of, like, the Avengers, the whole franchise. I love it. I get it. It's just, like, cut, like, colors for my eyes. Like, it seems like Disney Channel, but with superheroes. Um, and so I like that part of it, and Joey's really into, he's, like, a DC-only guy, you know, Marvel stole everything from DC, <laughs> He's reading the comics daily. He's like fully invested in the Snyder cut. Like he's a little cultish when it comes to DC. Um, I won't show you. We have to have a whole room dedicated for Joey's toys. And, uh, <laughs> he's a collector. And we have, uh, we have a whole shelf where he makes little elaborate scenes with his action figures. I might have to like share some, <laughs> some pictures after this because it's, I'm, I'm so down. I'm the type of person where I'd have like a whole shelf of Disney, like if I could, because that's how truly much I do love the company and like how I was raised, especially Marvel, the Avengers series. I would love to somehow be in it. Like that is a dream for me. And I could definitely see you like in Captain Marvel Valkyrie way. Ooh, thank you. Which superhero would you want to play? Like DC or Marvel? Give me both. DC, I've always wanted to be Storm. I just thought that was such a cool power. Yeah. I mean, granted, if there is another, because my DC knowledge isn't as hype as my Marvel. Mm-hmm. However, I mean, I can dabble in a conversation if I need to. <laughs> and because I know that Storm is from X-Men, right? So. Oh, yeah. Always, okay, so I'm right. So, so DC is not. Okay, so Marvel is my Storm. Definitely. Wait. It's X-Men DC. X-Men is now Marvel. Like, really? Yes. So that's actually like phase five and six. That's kind of where that's going. Okay. Um, in, in the Marvel realm of life, that's what everybody's hoping for phase five now because they took control of Fox. Disney has. Oh my gosh. I'm going to impress Joey so much with all this new but I, but I could have, wait, I could have, like, I really need to do my more. See, this is what happens. <laughs> I really do. Okay. So just in case, let's say, if X-Men is not, is Marvel and not DC, mm-hmm. then Storm. Okay. DC, I always wanted to be Wonder Woman because I just thought she was really cool. And like, she she was the type of person that didn't need, like she didn't really need the backup. She could handle her own. And I, I love any female role in that sense. Like you don't necessarily need the man to come for you or save you. You can save yourself. Let, your, let, let yourself be your own hero. Yes. Yes. I am in total agreement. I, that's why I love the whole idea of the mascara 
it's like, I, I want to go to there. I want yeah. to maybe live there. That's my only qualm with Wonder Woman is like, how did you leave the mascara? That's like an <laughs> island full of badass Amazonian women. Like Robin Wright is there. Um, <laughs> that's why I loved so much uh, the Wonder Woman movie. It's kind of the best, Mar the best DC movie in a long time, if you ask me. I don't I don't disagree with you so I can't I mean granted I do love my Suicide Squad anybody can say whatever they want about Suicide Squad <laughs> but I loved it and Shazam was everything I love I'm Shazam. super excited I'm super excited for the next one um because my baby turned into Megan Good so that was really cool <laughs> and I mean, Shazam birds of prey i loved i've been calling it and i kind of hate the whole like I, I hate the whole for girls thing like why does there have to be an ocean's eight why can't we just like have <laughs> our own awesome women's stories but um uh oh gosh uh not uh, but i did love birds of prey because i am kind of calling it like the women's john wick because the yeah, definitely are just so cool and margot robbie does so many of them um, I love watching the behind the scenes videos of her, you know, just totally kicking ass and taking names because I, I would hope that I could do the same thing one day. It's like, you know, do my own, if I ever was a superhero, I'd want to be able to like do my own stunts and really commit to it. I know for college, I had to, that's what we actually did. Like we had to do combat training so I can do broadswords, rapier daggers. It's been a couple of years, but I mean, it's like, I feel like riding a bike to do it. You know? So you're Wonder Woman already. So I dabble. But <laughs> <laughs> I I well I, I mean obviously there's so much more you can learn, especially going into stunts to be able to do them yourself. And you have like you know you have like jo uh, Journey doing Black Canary, mm -hmm. and granted most of her power was through her voice, but she could still throw a punch and kick and put you down if you need to just by doing physical stuff. So I thought that was really cool as a female lead. And like you said, we can definitely use more female character-driven stories because mm -hmm. this is the time for it like I, I keep saying the future is female but I really believe that the future is female yes I agree I think we've been the superior species for a long time and now everybody's just coming to terms with it uh no <laughs> I uh, I'm really excited for uh Wonder Woman 84 and I'm I'm about to push I'm like yeah push it off push it you know that movie deserves all of the accolades and all of the attention it can get. Um, so I, I'm, I'm fine with waiting until it comes out. But I am very excited for that movie. I am too. I'm super excited. And I mean, speaking of movies, you had a new one come out this year. I 420. And funny enough, it was actually titled 420. A little on the nose. Um, <laughs> but it was great. It was... You know, I've written on projects before, like Awesomeness TV and Betch, but I had never, and did some light producing on Betch, you know, pulling in people, but never really put on the producer cap and had those kinds of responsibilities. So that was uh, a big part of what I did on that movie. And it was so much fun learning about, um, just more about like the post-production process. And um, it was great. There was a limited time release on 420 because... I mean, we had to do it for the fans. Um, and, uh, but, but it will be coming out on iTunes and stuff, uh, another cut soon. So I will keep you all updated on when that happens. But for the limited release, it was so much fun and we got such a great response. Um, 
And I also love that it is not the raunchy stoner, you know, what movie that we normally get when you're smoking weed. I call it the love actually of stoner movies because it's a great ensemble. Um, it's basically about, you know, loving your partner and, you know, and showing them respect. Like that's like the whole basis of the movie. It's not even really about weed, but- um, <laughs> Even though there's a lot of it in it. There is a lot of it. it. And also I got to work alongside with Koala Puffs, who is a weed influencer who I had never met a weed influencer before, but she is so cool. Uh, she was also a producer because she, half of the props you see in that movie, she got. Uh, nice. And yeah, she's just such a an amazing businesswoman. Like while we were filming, I would see her. You know, she's working with eco friendly uh, all sorts of marijuana companies, and uh, just basically schooling me on you know what's good and what's not. And yeah, she's very inspiring and cool and a super hard worker. And I and also it was her first time acting, and I was kind of like, hmm, you. You're so good. Um, what, like, I didn't understand. She was great. And so, yeah, working with her and my friend Surridge um, Partha, who's amazing, and I've worked with him before, was really just so much fun. What really drew you to the script? What did you fall in love with in the script that made you just like, I don't want to do this role. I want to be Lucy. Well, Lucy is definitely, like, reading the Gloria Steinem books, like fighting the power, fighting the patriarchy. Uh, her cheerleader, it's never addressed, but I've always thought her um, cheerleader outfit with the green army jacket is like the juxtaposition of like, fine, you want women to be your little cheerleader? I'll be your cheerleader. Like I always thought <laughs> that Lucy's stance on the world is just kind of shoving it in everybody's faces, which is loosely, which I can very much so relate to. Um, shoving my opinions in other people's faces at all times. <laughs> and I, I really was drawn to that. And I've also been a long time, you know, advocate for marijuana and its, you know, medicinal purposes. And so I think that, uh, yeah, kind of a, com a combination of two of those things for me, I was inspired about. And since you've been in this business and you started at such a young age, what do you wish somebody would have told you going into it? Oh my gosh. Um, not to take things personally. Uh, so much of this industry is people trying to make themselves feel important. So people are going to say things to you that they probably aren't even thinking about, you know, casting directors, producers, directors, all sorts of people. And you as a young actor, uh, I was so focused on any like anything anybody said to me and you know being liked and it really and I think at the end of the day that gets in the way of the thing that can make a performer great which is just confidence and so that's what I tell all of the you know young kids I work with is or you know I, I teach every now and then is that you have to be so confident in what makes you too much because what makes you too much is also what can make you a like that is my um, best freaking friend ever, Jessica Marie Garcia, who I am in awe of every day. She's probably on some live speaking much 
more eloquently right now about much more important things. And um, she's also a person who has really taught me to own my too muchness. Uh, Jessica was, she waited tables at the counter for 10 years and now she's living, she's like living her dream. And I love, and that came through her just constantly believing in herself. And yeah, that's what you have to do. You just have to believe in it, believe in yourself with unbridled confidence. You are not too much, you are just enough. Definitely, and for anybody who's watching who needs to hear that you are just enough, please believe that. Yes. It does get better as you get older. I know that seems like such a weird, like a statement, but it's so true. It's just yeah. like, you, like the world is so much bigger than just the tiny box that you live in. Yes, yes. And it turns out people's opinions like don't matter. That was like a, a shock, right? Unless it's your friends or your family who have your best interest at heart and they're telling you something, then that opinion matters. But <laughs> if you, but really people you don't know, um, especially people in the comment section, that doesn't matter. Well, you know what does matter? Some rapid fire favorite things. Okay, I'm so down. I'm so excited. So your favorite thing about being an actor? My favorite thing about being an actor is the crazy costumes. I have been a turtle. I have been a turkey. I have been a catfish. Um, I have worn some of the truly most bizarre things you've ever seen. Your favorite memory from So Random? My favorite memory from So Random is being on stage with Justin Bieber and uh, confetti and just the crowd and being with my castmates was really, yeah. Your favorite thing about your relationship with Joey? My favorite thing, oh my gosh, I'm blushing. Uh, my favorite thing about me and Joey is us hanging out on the couch and watching TV and laughing. Your favorite role you've ever played so far? My favorite role I've ever played would definitely be Audrey in Betch. She is ridiculous and I hate her and I love her more than anything. Your favorite fan experience that you've had? My favorite fan experience is, uh, gosh, I've gotten to meet some really cool people. I was once at a rap party and this girl came up to me and she's told me that she always felt different and like she you know didn't live up to like the feminine standards that us as young women are given but that she was able to watch me and that kind of made her feel like she could really exit her comfort zone more and like that was exactly what I want so I really remember that and before we get out of here one of our, my last questions what has quarantine taught you about yourself I am just as lazy as I suspected. <laughs> uh, yep. I mean, hey. And it's fine. This this is where this is where I live now, and I am totally okay with that. Well, seriously, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you so much for joining me. It's been so much fun. Let's do it again very very soon. Anytime, Shay, I'm so down. It's been so lovely meeting you and getting to talk to you. And I can't wait uh, to talk to you again. And I will be refreshing your page because you are awesome. Thank you. Do you want to tell the people where they can find you on all social media platforms if they don't already know? Oh, yes. You can find me on at Audrey Whitby on Instagram. I'll be giving you updates on what I'm up to. And yeah, that's it, really. 
And you guys, don't forget, you can uh, watch So Random on Disney+. Plus. You can catch up on Awesomeness TV and Love Daily on Hulu and the Thundermans. Of course, the entire season is on there. And, and I can give one big shout out. It is to buy Fetch on iTunes. It is, I can't believe, maybe it's, I'm biased, but I'm like, it is so funny you will 100% just like lose yourself in it and uh yeah buy betch on itunes also guys buy betch on itunes like i've seen her instagram like some of her outfits are lit and i really now want to know what they lead to from the pictures alone i know it's we have amazing wardrobe on that show too but uh yeah we've kind of been um the best show you haven't seen for seven seasons now so Sorry, I had to, I'm sorry, I interrupted your outro. With- no, you're good. <laughs> and again, I'm your host, Shay Jones, and you can follow me at Real Shay Jones on Twitter and Instagram and the Dish Upon a Star Instagram account at Dish Upon a Star underscore. You guys have a great Sunday. We'll see you soon. Bye, guys. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.